0: Welcome back to the final episode of Your Voice First podcast before we officially rebrand to on-chain experiments. If you didn't already know, I am currently traveling from the United States, moving my family, which is me and my two cats, to Argentina, Buenos Aires, Argentina. And so right now I'm getting all the paperwork ready for my cats, making sure that I'm all good with my COVID tests and for this week's episode we are going to be playing some clips that have been exciting me about argentina plus web3 we've got two guests today they're both clips from the bankless podcast i've got the links to the full episodes in the show notes so if you want to take a listen to either of those bankless episodes check them out the two guests we've got today first one is santiago siri on one of the layer zero episodes of bankless DAO or of bankless podcast Santiago Siri was born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina and talks about how it has gone from being a booming uh, city in a booming country into a country with super high inflation and is now creating this really cool, like underground community of crypto enthusiasts, entrepreneurs, and creators. And after Santiago Siri, we have the co-founder and CEO of Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, who talks about his journey into Buenos Aires, Argentina and how he views um, countries with hyperinflated currencies as well as the global financial markets and how those communicate with each other from the perspective of a computer scientist. Without further ado, here's our first guest Santiago Siri from the Bankless podcast. Hope you enjoy.
1: Maybe that's why, like Argentina, is such an individualist, uh, individualist culture, is because the collective has broken down and kind of turned into like more or less every person from the, for themselves. Um, but that has really primed Argentine Argentine culture to take advantage of crypto, which crypto really enshrines the sovereignty of the individual and the empowerment of the individual. And so when uh, and so like w- when you're telling me like in uh, in order to buy an apartment, you need to show up with a backpack full of cash. Well, like, there's nothing better as a replacement than that than a a private keys, right? Because you can you can bring private keys in your brain, Uh, and so like all of a sudden that trust is uh, now a new system, a new social system, and the Argentine people are in need of it the most. Uh, And so when you say that um, you think that there is like a bounce coming for Argentina, like Argentina is about to hit off of a floor, and we're also seeing the rise of crypto post COVID. I'm, I'm seeing that those things are directly related. Like uh, Argent, Argentina is a very, the people in Argentina can individually be successful, but they're just looking for systems to allow that individual success to lend itself into collective success. H- how do you feel about this interpretation?
2: No, it's, it's, it's spot on. Like it's, 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 to me it's a very surprising fact that the, you know, the Argentina that I recently discovered when I went back, because I left the country seven years ago. Uh, I, I, you know, um, I tried to do things in Argentina that uh, really showed me, you know, how broken the country was. I uh, started a political party there that we had the idea 10 years ago, eh? it's a long time ago already, but we had the idea of having candidates in Congress that would vote every law according to people's uh, vote online. So we had to figure out how to do online democracy and at the same time to do a political party. And long story short, you know, when I got into politics there, it got so nasty, so broken, so absurd, and and like people fighting for nothing, that when I left the country, I for three years I never came back. I was like uh, mad or like uh, like pissed off. You know, I had enough of this country already. I just want something else. Uh, I went to you know I uh, I got accepted into Y Combinator in 2015 and, and started Democracy Fund Foundation. I figured, you know, let's think it's probably f- easier to fix the world than to fix Argentina. And, you know, fast forward to today, uh, turns out that in the last decade, you know, the emergence of Bitcoin, the emergence of Ethereum, uh, you know, surprisingly, and not so surprisingly, like, it's like a black swan event that kind of makes sense when you look back. Uh, Argentina is uh, an incredible fertile ground for this, this kind of technology. And For many years, this was a theory uh, for me, but now recently, it's like, it's actually happening. Uh, No, we we, probably there's not a single politician right now in Congress or, you know, is is understands what's going on with crypto, Uh, but the people, their families, uh, the community, the entrepreneurs, the developers, the users, it's growing dramatically. And I compare it, you know, I, I lived in the U.S. for five years. I lived in, it's going to be three years now I'm, I've been in Spain. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I, you know, America has given me some of the most extraordinary opportunities uh, in my career. Uh, in Spain, you know, it's a very comfortable life uh, in Europe. It's a very secure place, very stable. Uh, Argentina is wild as fuck. Uh, <laughs> it has always <laughs> been like that. It's like, what's going to happen now? We, we, we all joke about it also. We have, the one thing that I think has made us very special also in, in this whole context is our sense of humor. We have a, a very uh, strong, powerful, crazy, a little bit insane sense of humor that kind of helps us go through through our day. And, and with crypto, you know, I, I remember I, I've been involved with the tech scene in, in, in Buenos Aires for many, you know, since I was 15 years old, probably for, for more than 20 years. And I remember in the dot-com years, you know, we had a lot of investment going on, a lot of companies being created. Uh, some of these companies were acquired by American companies, and some successful acquisitions. But none of these companies had customers. They all had uh, inflated valuations, crazy valuations, until the bubble bursted, and then everything, you know, watered down, and, and none of these companies had any real customers. Today, 2022. Uh, I walk through the streets of Buenos Aires, I see the advertisements of many crypto companies started in Argentina. Some, uh, you know, some of the international ones are also there. Uh, uh, I visited some of these companies and met their entrepreneurs and they showed me their numbers. And they, have, they are selling credit cards that do cashback with crypto. Uh, They're like, doubling in sales every three weeks. Uh, they are yeah, the rate of you know the level of customers and adoption is enormous. Uh, everyone is uh, interested and excited about the next thing happening on crypto. Like it's, and it's obviously especially the youth that everyone uses e-commerce today. Everyone uses you know they do their groceries and they do everything is on, done online now. Especially after the after COVID, this became much more commonplace in Latin America. E-commerce grew significantly. Everyone uses fintech. But the fintech that uses crypto is destroying the market. It's beating the, the competition, beating the hell out of the competition. Uh, some of these new companies that are doing cashback with Ether or cashback uh, with Bitcoin or connecting their, their bank accounts to, to, to Ethereum or to Lightning Network. Like it's really happening. And the numbers are huge. The real customers, real money flowing in. Like it's, it's really happening. And some of these companies have raised... Tens of millions of dollars. Like emerging markets have become a top thing for for the Bay Area. So emerging markets combined with crypto is a, an incredible combination, and Argentina is is leading in that regard. Uh, much much to my surprise, you know, uh, I left the country looking for opportunity abroad, and now that I've been living abroad for almost a decade, I you know the thing that I find most interesting going on out there is suddenly my own country, uh, where this this <laughs> this boom is happening. Um, like, it's, it's, it's really impressive what, what's going on there. So that's why I'm, I'm like, okay, there's a silver lining in all of this. Maybe the country had to go through shit uh, in order to be the most apt country for, you know, leading in, in terms of crypto adoption uh, 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 out there. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to, of the community of developers uh, and, and smart contract engineers that emerged out of Argentina some of my colleagues and friends uh, were involved in many of the most uh, relevant projects happening in Ethereum, and to me, it's mind-blowing that these projects uh, came out of uh, you know guys like me from Argentina. Uh, I can mention you Open Zeppelin, Decentraland, uh, MakerDAO, uh, you know, and, and the list is really long. So I shouldn't keep on mentioning names because I can I have to keep going and going, but it's a long list uh, and. Uh, it's a, it's like this uh, generation of engineers and, and hackers that is kind of like I think consciously or unconsciously embracing crypto because maybe this can help out our families, maybe this can help out our community, and the results so far have been very very good. Um, I when you know the project I'm involved with, with that is uh, proof of humanity and what we have been doing with UBI. Uh, The stories I I got in the last year, uh, with since we launched the project, are are incredible. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, we have definitely our our biggest base of users is in Argentina and in Latin America. uh, uh, We have a very large community, and you just hear stories of people that for the first time they installed MetaMask, uh, they went through the whole Web3 initiation process, and. You know, I've seen this firsthand, uh, you know, a lot of people installed uh, MetaMask and started using Ethereum and Web3 to get into proof of humanity and start, you know, exp- you know, getting some UBI and trading on ERC20 for the first time. And a lot of these people came from my social circles, you know, when we were launching the project. And I realized that a lot of them were people that do not come from the nerdy, techy, geeky scene of Buenos Aires. Uh, these were, you know, family members or friends of my, my friends or like people that come from much, much more diverse backgrounds, but they are into this thing. Uh, to me, it was like suddenly realizing, wow, Ethereum is like kind of growing into the next phase. Uh, and, and, and strangely enough, like uh, that, that wave of adoption uh, from, from everyday users is, is coming from countries like mine.
0: Santiago series perspective on Argentina, being born in Buenos Aires in the late 70s slash 80s, and then seeing it go through these constant cycles of inflation, what that does to this group of people who really can't rely on the broader community of the connected Argentine people, and as a result, having to continue to rely on themselves, break out into individuals is, for me super exciting, like as an experiment on the global scale, especially right now in the creator economy, where more and more people are able to build a lifestyle for themselves, regardless of what city or country they live in on Web3. To hear that the people of Argentina are leaning into this trend there, that the entrepreneurial population is continuing to grow, gets me super excited to move to Argentina in a couple days and get to interact with these people, From my perspective at Mint Songs, I'm excited to find a lot of creators. Who are the musicians down in Argentina that can benefit by releasing musical NFTs to a global audience? How can other creators that are interested in Web3 that don't have tool sets yet, whether they're musicians or broader creators or just entrepreneurs, what are the tools that they need? How can I talk about those tools with them? How can I help people that are working on leveraging the creator economy to support their lifestyle, escape this constant cycle of inflation and seeing less and less of their money being valuable five or ten years from now and allowing them to actually use a financial system that maintains its value and actually can continue to increase its value with a deflationary asset such as Ethereum. The next conversation that we have and the final one for today is going to be a clip from Brian Armstrong, the CEO and co-founder of Coinbase. If you didn't know... When Brian Armstrong graduated from Rice University, before he started working at Airbnb and well before he built Coinbase, he took a year off and went and lived in Buenos Aires, Argentina. So here is Brian talking about his experience in Buenos Aires, Argentina, as well as how money communicates globally. Hope you enjoy.
3: Um, I It just never made sense to me, like why does every country have some small number of people with their fingers on the dials Manipulating the currency, that seems like a huge conflict of interest, especially since we got off the gold standard in the 1970s with Nixon and all that. And actually, I spent a year living in Buenos Aires, Argentina in 2009, and I got to see firsthand what it looks like a country that had gone through hyperinflation, where um, it was not just a little bit of an issue, it was like it was a massive issue. And inflation is like this really insidious thing because it actually erodes wealth from the poorest people in society like you know, wealthy people can buy assets that adjust for inflation like real estate that's that's guaranteed scarcity or they can buy stocks or whatever but poor people are holding their money in cash and it's really like a tax on the poorest people in society so it's this completely unethical thing um, it's hiding in plain sight like most people in the world don't really quite understand or appreciate what it is because they've never lived in a higher inflation country like outside the US um, although Frankly, you know the U.S. may be in danger of becoming a higher inflation country here, which is something we could talk about too. But um, that was something, you know. I also I had worked at Airbnb as an engineer, and they were they were trying to move um, money into and out of 180 countries around the world uh, for the for their business. And I got to see just how inefficient it was. And if you compare it to things that we know of and use in tech, like email or WhatsApp or web pages or whatever, you know, if you send a WhatsApp message, it it goes anywhere in the world. It doesn't care what country you're in. Um, not every country is using their own proprietary messaging system. You know, that, that would just be silly. Um, there's not a tax at the border when it, when it crosses and it, and it arrives instantly. Right. But money is not like that. It's like every country of the world has their own proprietary system. It's like not super interoperable with the other countries. There's a high fee whenever you move the money, there's also delays. And so I just think of it as this huge unnecessary friction, uh, on the world economy.
0: perspective as a computer scientist is really interesting. He talks about the global focus and thinking that each and every country has their own financial infrastructure, and none of that financial infrastructure really communicates with any of those other countries' financial infrastructures. And so what we've got is a super slow, super inefficient global monetary system. Some countries are doing a decent job right now. Um, and might potentially ruin their financial system later on. Countries like the United States have historically done well with our financial system. But as we're seeing so far in 2022, inflation has been pretty killer. And as Brian said, this is something that impacts the lowest um, on the economic ladder, while the people that are the wealthiest typically have assets that take into account inflation and are able to grow faster than inflation. People that are just earning hourly wages and spending their US dollars to buy their groceries, pay their rent, support their home and their family. Those are the people that are most impacted by inflation. And so when you have countries like Argentina that have an incredibly poor financial system and you've got people in power just kind of printing money in unsustainable rates, the people start to look for a better system and crypto is that better system for not just the first world citizens in the united states that are unhappy of our slowly rising inflation rates but also for the people in developing countries that have been dealing with inflation for decades and their government has not done any better crypto provides these people benefits as well to finally escape this endless loop of inflation and finally find an economic system that works for them and so for me going to Argentina. I am super excited to spend more free time getting to know how Web3 and crypto is being used within Argentina and how can I support whether I can help teach people how to code or participate on some projects that need some Web3 engineers. I really want to give back. I want to help the local population that I'm going to be living with to succeed in Web3 and The best thing for me might just be to listen and talk about what's going on and bring more attention to the space, Um, but it's super exciting to hear from Brian Armstrong as well as from Santiago Siri, hearing a bunch of different perspectives about what's going on in Argentina right now. I leave for Argentina in less than 48 hours. This was this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is the last episode of your voice first podcast. Moving forward, we will officially be rebranded to On Chain Experiments. So if you don't see us next week, make sure you look up the new name On Chain Experiments, three separate words. Custom NFT album art designed by Kahan Edwards. The album art was minted on chain and then I purchased it from him. So if you want to look at the album art and you want to view the NFT, go ahead and check out Kahan, kahan.eth if you wanna see the artist that has been helping with that rebrand. Thanks, everybody. This is Sweets, signing off.